Authority's Edge with Michael Pacheco, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Authority's Edge with Michael Pacheco is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Michael Pacheco. Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to another episode of The Authority's Edge, brought to you by Strategic Advisor Board and Boxer Media and Growth Marketing, where we speak to successful uh, entrepreneurs, industry experts, and thought leaders, while we explore how leveraging trust and authority can give smart businesses a competitive edge. As always, I'm your host, Michael Pacheco, managing partner at Boxer Media and Growth Marketing. Today with me, I have the amazing... Kevin Stout. I was wondering what there's a lot of adjectives you could use here. I was, I was, I was considering. I was considering. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, for those not in the know, Kevin and I, uh, we actually work together. Uh, Kevin and I have been friends for going on a decade. We're getting close. We've, we've been close friends for somewhere between five and 10 years, but we've yeah. known each other like well enough to call each other friends for, I'd say, a, a decade. Yeah. A hot minute. Jeez. We're old. Hot. We're old. I, I mean, it's it's like a warm minute. It's like a, it's it's like it's like a it's like a toasty seventy one degrees kind of minute. You know, you know, a little more, a little above room temperature. That's all snow out there piled up. It's cold out here, baby. <laughs> but it's warm inside. Whoa, it's getting it's getting sexy here on Authority's Edge already. I'm excited. Um, <laughs> welcome everyone to the to the podcast. So let's Kevin, let's let's get started. So. First of all, with any podcast that I do, I always like to invite the guest to tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about what you do in your own words, and why it is you you do what you do. Hmm. Okay. Well, for the last, goodness, three years now, <laughs> I have been working in what you might call various capacities for and with Boxer, Boxer Media. Um, I made the jump right around, as you can probably do, do a little bit of math, carry the one, I made a jump into into Boxer right around the time that our, our old friend, the, the global pandemic, was really just kicking off into full swing, really kicking off its worldwide tour. Um, still ongoing, as it were. Uh, but that uh, that was the beginning of a very, very unexpected journey. Not to not to go Lord of the Rings on you, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead because, you know, that's, that's, that's who cool. I am as well. Um, it. It's been a fantastic journey into places I did not really expect to find myself. Um one of the things I do most frequently that luckily I also happen to most enjoy and love and derive a great deal of value from is a podcast that I host uh, for Boxer, um, which is just Conversations with Coaches. That's the name and also the premise, conveniently enough. Um, and that's just me getting a chance to talk to various types of executive coaches, business coaches, career coaches, um, even even like relationship coaches, intuition coaches, all the different coaches under the sun and beyond about what they do, why they do what they do and how they go about doing it. Um, and it turns out to be a fantastic way <laughs> to get to know people who are really interested in having an effect on the world, making affecting positive change on the world um, and doing it in a very intentional way and in a very intelligent way and strategic. It's very, it's just very fascinating across the board. And I get to do all sorts of other work in the branding, mar branding and marketing sphere with Boxer, um, largely in service of people like these coaches who are 
primarily interested in giving back to their industry, their community, their the world around them um, in ways that they have received. Um, basically, that's that's sort of a core boxer value. I say sort of. It is a core, possibly foundational boxer value that I find a great deal of resonance in with the people I get to talk to. Um, and that's and that's also kind of the why I do what I do. Like, I mean, I want to you know be successful, but for me, success is determined by who I'm serving, who I'm helping, who I'm amplifying, who I'm aiding in making the world a better place to be in all sorts of various ways. Um, so yeah, it gets, it gets to be, it gets to be a pretty broad pursuit, even as it's very specific in the way that we go about doing it. It's always, it's always very fascinating to think about that as well. So as you can see, I also enjoy talking <laughs> and I can go on. That's another thing about me that you will find out here shortly. <laughs> one of the, one of the games that I sometimes will play with Kevin is I'll ask him a very, uh, a very simple um, straightforward question and just see how long it goes. The <laughs> <laughs> long answer can be drawn out. Um, Come along. <laughs> so yeah, various various capacities. You've worked with Boxer in various capacities. I think that's an understatement. How do you define trust and authority within the context of what you do? Ooh, well, let's see. Trust. Trust is a very personal journey, and I try to in all of my interactions, internal, external, client, prospect, just, you know, polite stranger, whatever it might happen to be, personal and professional life, to make trust the foundation of our entire interaction and whatever relationship might come from that. This goes, I mean, this goes, this goes all the way down to just like interactions with strangers as I'm, you know, like, you know, in in, in the grocery store doing my shopping or whatever. Um, one thing that really inspires and motivates me from my personal life that I apply to my professional is that I am a relatively large man and I like to go out for walks at various times of day. So I'm like, I'm six foot three. I'm like, you know, two, we will 200 and change. We won't talk about the change today, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a large individual and I'm a male. And so I'm aware that, you know, there's, there might be some trust issues seeing like this solo guy dressed usually all in black, which is just a sartorial choice, but it's true wandering around your neighborhood at all hours of the day and night because he likes walks. Um, and so I'm always, I was trying to be cognizant of such things. It's like, how am I presenting myself to the world in the context of trustworthiness, you know, and also looking out for people who can be trusted, looking like just basically centering trust in all of my relationships. And the way that that manifests in our work professionally is just going right to the building of that relationship, always answering any question completely honestly and for and forthrightly not just being honest to the letter but also seeking out the fully accurate answer to someone's question or anyone's questions um so it's like if i'm hosting a podcast and i'm talking to somebody and you know they kind of ask me what i do it's like well or how do you how do you start the podcast i'm like okay well it started out as basically a networking effort to meet more of our ideal clients this is basically you know a way to like meet the kind of people that we want to be working with that we want to be working for um and that transparency starting right there that transparency and forthrightness really informs the relationship from there and i find that it just it continues to bear so much fruit by being committed to that kind of trustworthiness and trusting um in everything that i do it's it's the it's the transparency, and I do that. So I of course host a, a podcast for Boxer as well, um, and and it is transparently. 
since we're talking about transparency and earning trust, it is a, it is a the way that I describe it. It's a way for us to get into a room and have a conversation with our ideal client, and at the mm -hmm. same time serve them. Right. First and foremost, we serve. It, it's it is a service that we do for them. We don't monetize our podcast. Um, it is it is purely a platform for them to talk about what they do, who they do it for, how they do it, and why they do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Missing anything? Who? What? When they do it, eh, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when they do it. <laughs> <laughs> it might, depending if they have something to promote. We like to do that as well. If somebody just dropped a talk sure. or have a keynote or a book coming out, we're like, sure, let's yeah. do it. <laughs> but at any rate, to, to I'll double down on what you said, that that transparency when, when we're having those conversations, um, usually for me, it's after we record, we'll, there will just kind of chat um, about you know how things went, how was the podcast, did that feel good for you, felt great for me. Um, and that transparency, when I'm able to come out and own the fact that, well, in the podcast, you know, it's, it's first and foremost, it's a, it's a, it's a service that we do for coaches as a way for you to talk about, you know, what you do and who you do, who you do it for and, and how you do it. And secondarily, it's a way for us to talk to our ideal client. You are our ideal client. I want to talk to you. <laughs> I want to <laughs> you. I want to understand why you do what you do. I want to understand your problems, right? So that mm -hmm. I so that I can better solve them. Um, mm -hmm. And and I want the opportunity to build and grow a relationship with you, so that when the time comes that you need marketing of some kind, without question, you're going to think of Boxer. Mm -hmm. because there's a for the right reasons because we've done the work that's something I, you're making such a crucial point that i like i just i get excited just thinking about it because it's also been a process of discovery for us we just don't just have solutions that we've cooked up in our little labs that we're just going to apply in a paste universally we actually get to talk to hundreds of people who are working in the fields that we want to work with the kind of people we want to help and we ask them yeah. What's working for you? What's not? We don't just ask. We look, we see, we ask open questions. We ask specific questions and we discover where the pain points are, where the gaps are that really need some help to be filled. The kinds of things that, you know, a coach or an entrepreneur, don't, you know, understand needs to happen, but don't want it to devour their entire day, their entire week, their entire month, their entire business. A refrain that I know both of us have stumbled over so many times mm -hmm. is that, somebody who starts a business ends up becoming a business runner as opposed to doing the thing that they started the business in order to do. So you have these people who start their coaching practices, their coaching businesses, who spend more time running their business than they do actually coaching. And it's, 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 it's more than frustrating. It's worse than frustrating. It'll actually grind you down where you're just like, man, I got into this to like help people and serve and have an impact and make connections and just grow and change myself and my community and my world. And I'm, I'm building posts for three hours every day and I'm trying to come up with topic ideas to speak on. And I know I've got to be present on X, Y, Z social media platform and I'm not. And so how can I do that? And it'll stress you out. And before you know it, you're not even doing the thing you love anymore. And that's one of the many things that we've discovered just by putting ourselves in rooms with the kind of people that we want to work with and being like, talk to us. What's working? What's not? How's it going? How's it hanging? How's how's business been the last 12 months? How how's business going for the next 12 months do you think? Let's talk about it and we get to learn so much about how we can help. So I think yeah, so that's I want to circle back to something you said before. I think you maybe you made a little leap of logic that I want to mm -hmm. circle back to and help bridge. Mm -hmm. You you the coaches that you talk to, you're saying 
that they get kind of grinded down and and they you know they they got into coaching because that's what their passion is right every every mm-hmm. single person that i speak to on that podcast on my podcast uh my other podcast not this one um they got into coaching because it's what they're passionate about and you mm-hmm. mentioned that sometimes you know they can get grinded down because they're they're too, they're they're busy working in their business instead of mm-hmm. on their business or instead of doing the coaching kind of yeah. right yeah anyway yeah. you you mentioned working on posts figuring out content and that kind of thing yeah. why posts and content right oh. the answer is is because it that kind of stuff, right? Building content that that creates value, putting it out there, solving questions for your prospects before they've mm-hmm. even come to you, right? This is, you know, look at uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, look at Grant Cardone. Right now, it's uh, Alex Hormozzi is the is the big hot name in content marketing. The guy's solving problems I didn't even know I had. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll watch a video and I'll be like, brilliant, I didn't even think about that. Um, and so that was, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's kind of, that was that little leap of logic there is, is the trust and authority that is built by doing things like social media marketing, right? Um, making videos, making social media posts and that kind of stuff can take a long time and it can Mm -hmm. take the wind out of your sails if you're not just a coach even really right like i mean if you're just if you're an entrepreneur you're busy you've got you're wearing a million hats already and you don't mm-hmm. want to spend all day on linkedin no no it's a it's a fine place i enjoy it but not all day <laughs> yeah no that's exactly it and really it's like you, you can even boil it down to even the more foundational foundational like stuff the stuff of why we do what we do and it's that you have these you understand that you want to impact the world in a certain way. You've discovered that. And you've decided, you've made, you've made the choice to start a business in order to serve those ends. And mm-hmm. so you've got this coaching practice. You do it like every coach starts out, um, or almost every coach, I should say, start out with that one-to-one stuff, that real like magic in the room, just like going one-to-one, really like working with people, doing the deep work. Um, but of course, at a certain point, and this is usually who our ideal clients are, but at a certain point, you do want to find a way to extend your reach to amplify your voice to i mean i'm gonna throw the s word out there to scale i know scale can be kind of a weird word for some people but that's really what it's all about is you want to you want to grow you want to grow the S word was synergy i thought the s word was synergy <laughs> Kevin. that's a good point that's that's more of a cheekily like funny word that i like to talk about but i know scale can be a scary word quite frankly because it's just like what happens if things grow beyond how do I even grow things beyond what I know? Like, you know, I've got the, I've gotten to the end of my referral network. I've basically talked to all of my friends and colleagues and colleagues of colleagues and friends of friends. And I have an, I have a nice little business here, but it's pretty much stalled. Or I've grown it out to the point where I'm kind of busy all the time. And all of the hours of all of my days, of all of my weeks, of all of my months, of all of my calendars are just packed. And so it's like, but so then what now? I mean, I know there's more for me to do. How do I go about doing that? And a lot of people understand just kind of innately that social media is one of, if not one of the most important ways to, again, be available to be discovered, to mm-hmm. get the word out and begin making those kinds of connections before you've met anybody. People can get to know you before you even know they exist because they'll see you on YouTube delivering a talk or they'll see you on TikTok talking about an important message that happens to resonate with them. 
Um, or they'll see you on Facebook because you wrote a very uh, fascinating post, or maybe you have a group that you run that kind of gets things going there and you're delivering your message that way. There's just, you know, you need to be there. You know, you need to be out on social media so that you're available to be discovered, but it can, it can be one of the things that really eats up your time and your energy and your efforts in service of what you really want to be doing. And so, yeah, it's, I always, I always end up fine. I find myself talking about that a lot with, with coaches, just how they're, how they're extending their reach and expanding their networks and growing their practices and thereby growing their impact. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned a word that frightens away, I think, or, or, uh, gives chills to a lot of, of adults and adult entrepreneurs and adult business people. And that's, that's TikTok. <laughs> why, why is TikTok not just for kids anymore? Well, I can even go found, I can go more foundational. Why, why did TikTok happen in the first place? It's got a ridiculous name, <laughs> completely absurd name. There was already plenty of social media platforms out there. I mean, geez, we had we had a lot already and a lot of like a lot of minds are taken up by the Facebooks and the Instagrams and the Twitters and the, even Snapchat was its thing. Snapchat was more of like the the youth demographic there for a while. And the reason TikTok started out with the young but really took the world by storm. Short form video. I mean, the discoverability, the ability to deliver impactful, entertaining, um, just not even just sound bites, just little pieces of who you are, what you do. And I'm, I'm thinking primarily in terms of the professional, but really it goes even all the way down to the personal. What you can do with short form video is just, it's so adaptable to whatever your purposes are. It's so capable of going viral based on the the way the algorithm is constructed, which we don't, don't need to talk about here because quite frankly, that's irrelevant to what we do. <laughs> We're not algorithm crafters. We are algorithm understanders <laughs> and interpreters. Um, but really the way that it's able to spread and grow both your reach and your network and let people see you, hear you, get to know you a little bit. It's just, it's quite frankly, second to none, which is why it grew so fast. I mean, think about, did you know what TikTok was three years ago? Kind of existed, kind of, but it really, I mean, three years ago, I mean, it would, it would have been maybe the sixth or seventh word out of your mouth when it came to social media platforms. Mm-hmm. It might be the most, it might be the number one right now, at least in Mindshare yeah. <laughs> with, you know, future bands notwithstanding. But still, there's so many other social media platforms that have cloned the TikTok functionality. You've got what Instagram stories, Instagram stories or Instagram reels, Facebook stories. Facebook, um, Snapchat. Facebook has reels now as well. Oh, that's right. Because they cross pollinate because meta, it's meta. <laughs> Old parent company. But it's it's being cloned because it works. And so even even if. You might be worried. Maybe you're a TikTok aficionado already if you're listening to this. Um, even if your TikTok gets banned in the US, in Europe, depending on how things go, short form video is here to stay. And yeah. so understanding how to deliver your message and your content and yourself really through short form video is absolutely vital in my in in my professional opinion, as well as my personal opinion, but my professional opinion. Um, to really building the kind of trust and authority that you want to be building with people. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and I do, I I do want to talk a little bit real briefly about the TikTok algorithm because it oh. is it is something that is unlike any other algorithm. So number one, TikTok is able to scan the background of videos mm-hmm. and find 
commonalities between different videos that you're watching and that you're liking. Mm -hmm. That's that's technology that just doesn't exist on other platforms. It's really interesting for that when you think about, especially, <clears throat> excuse me, when you think about, um, you know, product sales, mm -hmm. product placement, products in the background. TikTok is able to see those, right? Um, secondarily, and this is this is you know Instagram will do this to an extent. Um, YouTube will do this somewhat better, I think, than Instagram does because it has the Google algorithm, Google algorithm in the back, Google algorithm running um, the YouTube Shorts, which is mm. the YouTube version of all this. Um, but if you are on there and 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 you are liking and following other entrepreneurs, other business people, other marketers, right, who are who are putting out content that you find valuable, TikTok is going to show you more of the same. Mm -hmm. And every, you know, right, every social media platform does that to an extent right now for some of them better, some of them worse. Um, TikTok's very, very good at that as well. And there's a lot of other entrepreneurs, business people, marketers that are on TikTok that are putting out fantastic, amazing, valuable content. And it is a worthwhile, because of that, TikTok is worth being on. Um, and the third and final thing that I want to say about TikTok right now is that TikTok is TikTok is selling attention at a discount still today, which which blows me away. When, <laughs> when, when you come, when you look at Instagram, when you, certainly when you look at Facebook, everything is an advertisement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So many ads. Uh, YouTube shorts, I don't think is affected by that as much, but YouTube, uh, regular videos, all yeah. there's ads everywhere Yeah. with TikTok, I mean, there's not as many ads. There's just not. And the ads that are there are, are, you know, the, the, I want, I don't want to say sneaky, but the advertise the advertisers make those ads look and feel like regular TikTok. So they're still possess some kind of value in there. Um, yeah. But my point being that you can, you, Kevin, you mentioned the, the, the virality of TikTok. TikTok yeah. is, is, makes it more possible to go viral. You're going to get more views on TikTok. That's what I'm talking about. This attention at a discount because there's not as many ads flooding the TikTok network the TikTok algorithm whatever it is you want to call it so they they show more organic stuff mm -hmm. so your video on TikTok is going to get seen it's probably going to get more views on TikTok than it is on Instagram than it is on YouTube definitely than it is on Facebook and so on and so forth so I just wanted to mention mention those things for because I know like there are people out there who are still in in March 2023 who are hardcore uh you know TikTok, I don't want to say TikTok haters, but but TikTok laggards. Can I say that? <laughs> TikTok objectors. Yeah. Conscientious objectors. <laughs> um, you know, call, call TikTok Luddites. I don't know. Call call them whatever Something you like want. That. Um, so I, I think I think it's important to to praise the you know not TikTok itself but the value that TikTok could provide you as an entrepreneur as a business person as a as someone who needs to market your business and bring more leads in and and build trust and build authority right <laughs> yeah and that which brings me that's, that's right where I wanted to speak to is my for my next point is that 
You know what? We've thrown a lot of words out there, thrown algorithms and ads and TikToks and Snapchats and YouTube. We're throwing a lot of stuff at you. And a lot of people like, you know, they just don't like it or it's too much or it's chaotic. Mm -hmm. And you're right. It's a lot. It is a lot, which is precisely why we, A, make sure we know what's up because it's our job to know what's up, where the right, where the platforms getting the most traction are for our ideal clients, how they're going about doing it, how to like nudge things in certain directions. It, it's just our responsibility to know. And also, when you say when I'm, you say when you say we and our, you're talking about Boxer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why we drill down and focus and make the foundation of our work building your trust and authority by understanding who you are. Mm-hmm. And you can shorthand this and call it branding, mm-hmm. which we do because that's a, that's, a, that's an easy shorthand for. But really, we like to focus on helping our clients formulate their message mm-hmm. and shape it to be on the social media platforms that we know they should be on. And they also know they should be on because they've, you know, they're working with us. Um, and so we talk a lot about like we t- talk a lot about the kinds of questions we want them to answer in their content. You know, um, we create certain very specific prompts for our, for our clients. Be like, okay, talk about answer this question. Do it in three minutes. You know, we give these like little parameters because we know we know where things are going to go, where things are going to serve the most purpose and have the most impact. Um, but one thing that we like to take off our clients' plates is that feeling that you need to know all this stuff in order to be on all this stuff. To be effective in using all of this stuff. Um, it's a very, what do you call it? Like a do it with you approach. Like you hear DIY, do it yourself. We're like, we're like, do it with you kind of approach. Cause we really, what we want to do, what we've discovered works best for our kinds of clients is that we sort of come together and create the alchemy that allows you to best represent yourself in particular on social media. And cause it could be, you could, it's really easy to get lost in the sauce. And start thinking too much about how you look and how you should appear. And, oh, well, so-and-so is saying this that way. Or, well, I've been told by X, Y, and Z to, to represent myself this way. It's like, okay, cool. Let's let's bring out what is best about you, what is most important about you and what you do. And let's find a way to translate that easily. I'm going to emphasize that word again. I'm going to say it again. Easily represent that on your social media now we say easy for you we mean it for you (laughs) we might be hard on on certain other areas but our job that we love to do is to make it so that for you it's easy because it it should be it really should be but there can be some bumps along the way so we like to uh, grade the road and smooth the trail to getting from where you're at in your business to getting you into a position where you are visible discoverable delivering your message to people that you have not met yet who are probably going to be your next best client, but you just don't know yet because they're on their way to you now. And their experience of you, when you do finally talk, they're already going to, and I'll use this terminology because it's common terminology, they're already going to know, like, and kind of a little bit trust you because mm-hmm. they've seen what you're putting out there. They see that it's authoritative. <laughs> they see that it's authentic. They see that it's genuine. It's real. It's you. And they're picking up what you're putting down. They're liking it and they want to know more. So this is great. <clears throat> Jason and I were uh, Jason Jason Miller. Is that right? mm. Jason, we're, yeah. we're, we're talking about this in the last uh, Authorities Edge podcast. Um, <clears throat> the great thing about this is is it's your it's more than marketing and branding. Really, it's it's also part of your sales funnel because what mm. you're doing throughout this entire this entire 
thing as you're creating content and putting it out there to build your trust and your authority, you're also qualifying your prospects. Mm -hmm. To what Kevin said, not everybody is going to contact you and think that you're authentic and think that you're fantastic. Some of them are going to think that you're a big, stinky, smelly jerk. And they're not going to contact yeah. Which well, is they might tell you that. Which is perfect because you don't want them to contact you anyway because it's not a good fit. And, and, and doing, doing this kind of, you know, it, it used to be called content marketing. Um, again, I like, the, I like the shorthand of branding is what, 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 we, what we tend to call it. Um, it. You know, there are people out there who hate Apple. That's okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Um, and, and, but, but when it comes to, you know, especially if you're, if you've got a business where you're on sales calls, where you're taking sales calls for your product or your service, doing this kind of marketing and branding is fantastic because it is going to drastically reduce the number of sales calls that you have to take mm -hmm. because the people who don't like you. The people who have self-identified as not part of your tribe because they've seen your content and they don't, it does not resonate with them. Yeah. They're not going to bother to book a call. And so you're not going to have to qualify them on the phone because you've already done it on, you've already done it in the social media algorithms. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I, I just wanted to expound a little bit on what you were saying there, Kevin. I want to I want to shift gears a little bit and and throw you a little bit of a curveball here. How do you handle situations where trust and authority are challenged or broken altogether? Ooh, <clears throat> challenged or broken? Hopefully, challenged before broken. One thing that one thing one bit of medicine I like to make sure that I apply is preventative medicine. Um, what's the saying? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Mm -hmm. I like to keep my attention on my relationships, personal and professional. And when there are warning signs, maybe a little red flag, maybe like a little pressure valve starts to go off. I'm using this as an analogy because it'll manifest in different ways. But if something feels off and it gets to a point where you're like, hmm, I should talk about this mm -hmm. with that person. And that's the thing, too, is like a lot of times what you'll do is you'll either ignore the, the writing on the wall, the messages that are coming out that a relationship is off kilter in some way until it's starting to break. Mm -hmm. And then you come in with the triage, you come in with the emergency services and you try to fix things before they go completely off the rails, which sometimes you have to do regardless. Sometimes there are no really easily perceivable signs. You just have to be able to address that. But the willingness to pay attention on a regular basis and to engage with that person or with that entity, if it might be like a whole organization, but particularly it's uh, an organization is just people. So with the people um, who, with whom your relationship is starting to go a little bit askew and don't just come in with, and this is me speaking about myself in the way I did. I'm not just coming in with a prescription or a, I've been thinking about our problems for a while. Here's what I think is the solution. Start by listening. You ask the questions, you open the conversation up, you make sure that you're present and listening and not just listening like as a as a as a, a demonstration but listening as a i'm not quite sure everything that might be askew here with our relationship where the trust has gone awry where the where our where our faith in each other's authority has started to lose traction and i want to i want to discover that and so it might not happen in one conversation it might not happen in several 
but a willingness to move into those challenging and even breaking or broken areas and just stand there and ask what's happening here to, to the people who are the stakeholders in the relationship, to the people with whom this is happening. It's like, what's, what do you see as happening here? And also be willing to talk, to share your own like experiences where it's like, I'm feeling like you've kind of let me down in X, Y, and Z way or whatever it happens to be and be willing to offer that not as a, an attempt to discover who's at fault. Any whiff of fault assignment will poison the well even more than it already is. Um, for everybody, for for everybody who's drinking from that well, so just offering up ideas, feelings, thoughts on what might be happening, what might be going askew, and then open and willing, just be listening and see what the other person has to say about themselves and their own position, their own thoughts and feelings, and what they have to say about what you've expressed, and then stay there, stay there. It's t- it's tempting to try to like rush in with again, sticking with the sort of triage medicine to rush in with gauze and bandages and just stop the bleeding and pour some wound seal on it. And just, you know, you're in the ER and you're you're just trying to save a life. Mm -hmm. Um, The real work of healing will happen outside of the ER if you do find yourself in the emergency room. And it might take, it actually usually does take some serious amount of time and attention in order for things to be, if they are being challenged or if they are beginning to break, to get back to where they are as strong or stronger than they were before. That's the other thing too, that we have to, I think, keep in mind when we're addressing challenging moments or breaking moments or breaking periods in a relationship when it comes to trust, um, is that you can, and I'm gonna go ahead and say often, come back stronger (laughs) if you put in the work to to heal. Um, Another cheesy, but very valid analogy is the way you grow a muscle is you tear it. (laughs) <laughs> it it tears it hurts wounds but then it grows back stronger and you know to a to a different kind of degree that's the way these kinds of relationships work if you're willing to dedicate the time the attention and the energy mm-hmm. to do what is required and again i like i like the preventative medicine i like to get things out before an emergency has emerged so to speak mm-hmm. so that's 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 a bit about my approach to um, to when when trust based relationships are challenged or are at the breaking point. I'm going to try and summarize that in a Cliff Notes version for our listeners. <laughs> Good luck, because I started going around in circles and mixing my metaphors. And so that's when I realized yeah. I should probably wrap things up. <laughs> um, be willing to take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Listen. And be transparent. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think. Transparency is a word that continues to come up in this podcast. You know, we're only, I don't know, four, five, six episodes in. Um, but transparency is a word that, that continually comes up. And I and I get it, right? Because that's, you know, it's, 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 um, transparency is like, it's like a little brother of vulnerability. <laughs> um, and, and it's just a great way to earn trust because you're, not, you know, you, 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 you lift the veil, you open the kimono, right? It's, it's <laughs> being, you're being transparent. Like this is where it's at. This is, this is who I am. This is what we're doing. Um, and it's, you're not trying to hide anything. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's, and it's that it's more than just honesty. It's like proactive authenticity. If that, thank you. Thank you. Know you. What I, mean? I was going to say that. 
it's the proactive <laughs> is kind of the key word there. Authenticity is 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 a word that I feel like has kind of been bastardized in the last five or six years. Everybody mm-hmm. says it; it almost has lost meaning. But like being proactive about communication, um, mm-hmm. and and not tucking the bad, not sweeping the bad stuff under the under the couch, so to speak. Yeah, it's it's tricky that that proactivity is so crucial because. It's also about, it's not just about how you are representing yourself. It's also about how you're being perceived and what your responsibilities are there as well. The failing to reveal something can be interpreted as you hiding something if you're not careful. And so that's one reason why transparency isn't just a matter of just like throwing open all the curtains. It's not really the way active transparency works. It's about understanding how things will be perceived and addressing those things. And, it, and again, it's, it's it's working towards an understanding. Nobody knows what other people are thinking and feeling. Not really. We're, we're all in our little weird sensory bubbles just because of the way human beings exist in the world. Mm-hmm. But doing some of that proactive work to think about, what am I not showing? What am I not revealing to this person with whom I have this level of trust or to these people with whom I have that level of trust? And how might that be interpreted? What mm-hmm. might that be inhibiting? Mm-hmm. How might that be appearing? How might that be landing on someone? It's this very, I don't know, it's very, it's very fascinating. I like thinking about how I can be more proactively transparent and little brother vulnerability, bringing him into, into there too. Because when transparent, when someone sees something or maybe they, maybe they can't see something, there's something obscured about me that's, it's important for them to know, but it's obscured by something. Mm-hmm. And again, moving into that space, being like, I'm not so sure what you mean or what you're doing here, whatever here is like in this relationship in this aspect of the business in this particular like project or whatever um, with this particular relationship with someone, what is that about? What is, is there other, and then you get a chance to talk about it again by prompting that question before it gets to any point where it's like, it gets kind of like, you know, all hands on deck, five alarm fire, mm-hmm. which is like, what is, what is that? And you get to have a conversation that then grows your transparency. It's not just a matter of pulling open the curtain, but also providing context. It's not just a matter of of refraining from hiding. It's investing in the relationship so that things are not just revealed, but understood. Mm-hmm. And that feels like some next level stuff. I like to, I, I get to talk about this with coaches a lot and it, it's always yeah. fascinating. I end up with so much to think about because, you know, coaches traffic in this kind of vulnerability and and transparency and kind of coaxing people into feeling like they can do that and having the skills to do it in environments that might not be conducive to it in and of themselves. Not every environment is kind to people who are transparent or vulnerable, but there's still a, a, a strong requirement for it for us to be our best selves and for us to do our best work. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it, man. Um, here's one for you. You're going to love this. How do you think technology? So we've talked, we've talked about how social media can help we, we in broad terms. We've talked about how social media can help, uh, you know, how you can invest in, in building your trust and authority using social media as a, a channel or a pl- as a platform. Yeah. How do you think certain technologies have impacted trust or authority, perhaps in a, in perhaps in a, well, not even necessarily in a negative way, but let's take, take, take a technology like chat GPT. This is, this is the topic of 2023. Uh, it was the topic of, of Q4 2022. 
Um, GPT-4 was just released days ago um, as of this recording. How do you think that has in the past, say, six months and will in the in the near to let's in the near to medium future? How will that impact trust and authority specifically online, specifically it's, online? Because mm -hmm. I think I think that's I think that's where you you know, when you're online in particular, you you lose the human equation to an extent, right? And, and you can you can keep the human equation, I think, especially with short form with video, right? We talked about mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stop qualifying the question and, and let you go. Uh, <laughs> no, this this is the this isn't a question. This is this is this is the question. This is the, I think I, I, when it when it comes to I mean society even I mean think about what we can do, what can be generated with with generative AI not just via text. We're talking image, we're talking mm -hmm. video. Mm -hmm. Things are in the middle of a, what I perceive to be a sea change right now. And what it reveals is something that has been true for as long as I've, I've, as I've been alive and probably for thousands of years longer. There is still a, who can I trust and how can I trust them? Mm -hmm. And which is, which is a great reason why that's at the core of this podcast. This podcast proposition is like this, that how do I trust what I'm seeing. How do I trust what you're saying? And if that's even you, um, we have a we have a crash course in media literacy <laughs> before us that not everyone has even begun the journey on. Um, and being able to interpret and understand what is online, what is quote unquote real, and what is generative AI. And I put real in gigantic scare quotes because I can very cleverly prompt a generative AI to deliver something that is right on my message, come and like and edit it and tighten it up and change the words here and there. And it is, they are my words, but I used powerful AI tools to generate them. Mm -hmm. Now, is that, is that me? Is that real? Is that fake? It's like, there's so much for us to learn and experience. One thing I want to, one thing I find myself returning to very frequently is that notion of tools mm -hmm. when it comes to how I'm using it. And that's just obviously just one small part of the equation. But when it comes to, when it comes to your business, your representation and availability and your, your presence online, the same things that were always true are going to remain true. The closer you bring people to you, the more what you could call first party kind of interactions that you have, the more people that you have say on your email list, the more people that you have actual one-on-one -on -one relationships with. And again, you bring them from these sort of third-party social media platforms, but you bring them into your sphere. You bring them into your ecosystem. That is one way to be able to not just build, but continue to grow trust with your audience, with your fans, with your prospects, with your clients. Um, I find myself returning very often to the, uh, the old Kevin Kelly, 1,000 True Fans thing which is it's true as true now as it was then and i think will continue to be true as a just bring your people to you keep giving give them avenues to discover you and then work actively to build that relationship and that relationship will be built on trust and so it's it's going to be it's going to be a challenge to cut through the noise 
because <laughs> there's going to be and noisy is a way to describe the online experience and has been for quite some time same with social media mm-hmm. you ain't seen nothing yet mm-hmm. <laughs> the amount of capital c content that's going to be just streaming out there you're going to have people i mean i'm sure there, there are already memes it's like did an ai write this i sent you an article just yesterday that oh, was a so review good. a review of a printer so and good. for so many reasons, it's it's one of my favorite articles of the year. Um, but also it, at the end of the of the excellently written review is a parenthetical statement saying, I asked ChatGPT for 275 words about why this printer is great. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to proofread it. I'm not going to check it. It's just here so that the algorithms pick up on it and put me number one on all the results. And then it just goes ahead and publishes what ChatGPT gave this writer when prompted to review this particular printer. And it was kind of genius in my, in my. I mean, I'm a marketer, so of course I ate that up like catnip. Um, the rest of the review was fantastic as well, but it was so genuine. It was so just like, oh, this that sounds like a person. I connected with that person. I liked that person. I checked out their other articles that they wrote about stuff that I have zero interest in buying or even reading about. But I liked that person that I could identify as a person so much that I just wanted to find out more. I might buy a printer. I didn't need one. Yeah. But now it's now it's on my shopping list for the next couple of months. I'm going to think about it purely oh. on the on the vapors of that excellently written, very clearly personal article that was a review of an item but i just i liked the personality and it was that person clearly did the work to put themselves into their words and i just i I ate that up i love that he also you know (laughs) went went to the effort there's there's transparency there again i'm going to go back to that to that word right exactly and and that and that you you just it's 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 well gosh i can't complete a sentence man <laughs> i can't complete a sentence it endearing that's the word i'm looking for it's endearing perfect it's endearing perfect. um mm-hmm. i'm gonna see i'm gonna see if i can get the the link to that article and, and get that included in the show notes for this podcast so if you're listening to this <laughs> please check it out it's it, it it's it what is it a, a seven minute read oh not even i think it's like five minutes it's yeah. like it's a, it's less than a thousand words on a printer it's, it is it is <laughs> well, well worth it you know i'm i'm all about I'll, I'll get behind this guy too just because again the 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 transparency and and it was it's just a, it's just good yeah and he, and he, and he endeared me he endeared that's the perfect word he endeared me to him and also to the thing he was talking about mm-hmm. Honestly, it, you're, you're right. Endearing is the perfect word. It's such a great example of how you can represent yourself, your real, true self, online in a way that people can actually connect to. I connected to that person. Even, even when you're cheating by using yeah. generative AI to write yeah. your article. Owned it. Just like, hey, here's 275 words from ChatGPT because <laughs> I know it's going to help the article hit the algorithm just right. It's here because it has to be here. And it's presented still from a person. Mm-hmm. I connected with that. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's that that's the way it's going to be going forward is finding novel ways and being committed to showing your true self. Yeah, so good. In every way that you can. So good, so good. Um, I wanna, let's start, let's start wrapping this up, Kev. What oh, are- yeah, it's, been, it's been a minute. <laughs> books that you would recommend? 
Three books that I would recommend. Let's three books see. that you would recommend, specifically, let's say, three books that you would recommend on the topic of this podcast, right? Building trust, building authority, brand marketing. Read this three times. That's the new and expanded version. I haven't read that one. What's what's what is expanded in there? I've read the original a couple times. Oh, it's just it's slightly rewritten. It's got some like it doesn't even have any like it doesn't have much extra material. It's just, you know, updated. <laughs> yeah. I have I can't compare and contrast, but yes, Robert uh Robert Cialdini's influence is it, subtitled The Psychology of Persuasion. Um it's it will give you it will give you so much and it will give you jumping off points to so much more. Just understanding about how to I mean Words like influence and persuasion, they might sound a little dirty to you off the top of your dome if, as you're first experiencing them, experiencing them, and that's deliberate mm -hmm. because what this is is about understanding how to connect with people, understanding how to communicate them and how they're going to communicate with you. So if you want to build bridges, make connections, have an impact on human beings, read this three times. Yeah. <laughs> I can come up with other book recommendations because there's tons. I mean, but let me let me jump in with one if, if that's all right. Oh yeah. I got okay. one on my shelf right here that I don't think I've told you about. But this is by Idris Muti. I think he's uh I think he's from Hong Kong or Taiwan. The 60-minute brand strategist. You can read this in about half an hour. It's not it's not a book book. It's it's you know one of these kind oh. of things. Okay. Uh, I mean there's you can see I've marked up a whole bunch of pages here with these little Oh yeah it note things there is there's there's brilliance scattered throughout this book well worth it you can read it in 30 minutes 60 minute nice. brand strategist. it's it's a good one super solid well i guess you can read it in 60 minutes not not 30 minutes <laughs> and people read at their own rights yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not it's not a, it's not a requirement it's just a benchmark <laughs> yeah, is there anything else that you would like to chat about that we did not have an opportunity to touch on yet today Oh, I mean, I think we we we're, the very the very premise of this podcast is is the the core of my message on most days. It's just that trust, 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 and what does that look like as you move through through the world, personally and professionally? And I I say those two things separately, even though they are always together. The personal and the professional are always they're always part of a singular unit. Um, I like I like to think about the way that in order to understand how a watch works. You might take apart its gears, but in order for it to tell time, you have to reassemble it. And so whenever I say the personal and the professional, not only is it a nice alliteration, understand that I mean those as one and the same, just a different expression of your singular self. Um, and just commit to that sort of transparency, authenticity, vulnerability, empathy. These are words that get, they get overused, but don't let that sap the value from them. And don't let that distract you from the importance of them in all of your relationships. It is it is what will be your foundation. It is what will keep you grounded in tumultuous, chaotic times. It is what will give you clarity when there is a lot of chaos and a lot of confusion and a lot of understanding how you want to move through the world, who you want to connect with, how you want to connect with them. Trust. And then you will get your authority from that. It will It will be a natural fruit that is born from being committed to that kind of relationship building. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, 
Kevin, where can people learn more about you, uh, about conversations with coaches? Uh, what, what, do you have anything you would like to pitch? Where can people find um, you? On? I was about to say, yeah, if you, I mean, I, selfishly, I love the podcast. I love any excuse to invite people on the podcast. I love any excuse to have people back on because I get like great guests on my podcast. So the podcast itself can be can be found wherever you get your podcasts. But if you want to go straight to the horse's mouth, you can find it at boxer.agency slash conversations hyphen with hyphen coaches. If you just go to boxer.agency and click on the little hamburger menu, it'll be right there. It's not hard to find. And that's all 180 plus. Actually, I think we might be over 200 now because we did some special episodes. 200-ish episodes of conversations with coaches. Um, and if you want to come on, feel free. Just hit me up at Kevin at boxer.agency is my email address. Bug me, bother me, you harass don't, me. You don't even have to be a coach. You really don't. It's <laughs> conversations with coaches. Trust me, I have talked to a lot of people who either no longer are coaches because they've moved into something else that is the best expression of their impact and their own authority and their trust, which we get to talk about that too. I've talked to people who just really are really consultants, quite frankly, and they don't really do any kind of coaching, but they have an understanding of the differences and similarities between consulting and coaching and other types of leadership development and you know, personal development, all kinds of stuff. So that's really that's really where I'm at right now. I think I'm uh, Kevin George Stafford on LinkedIn. I'm pretty sure is the handle I locked down. Um, some of the rest of my social media platforms will remain private. I've got burners, but those are for me and for me only. So if I want to, <laughs> if I want to post any post anything a little a little untoward or a little NSFW, I can do that. I can do that elsewhere. Hit What's me up Twitter? in private, and I, I can I can give you I can give you my links. What's your Twitter, Kevin? What's your Twitter? <laughs> what is my Twitter? I never post, so don't bother. The tw- actually, that's one thing that I one thing that I determined for myself was that social media was going to serve me. And so my Twitter is just a collection of people that I follow, a small collection of people that I follow that bring me the news, the sports, the entertainment, the memes, the, the cat content, the oh, animal the content, oh, the, the memes, all oh, the memes that I like. And I'm very rigorous with how I how I allow social media to come into my life. And that rigor has paid huge dividends on my sanity and emotional well-being. <laughs> so I don't really do any posting on 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 Twitter, but I'm. I, I do need to be doing some more posting on LinkedIn, which is something that you can get on me about sometime as well, Michael, because I'm, I'm, I'm out there making podcasts left, right, and center and, you know, putting out a newsletter left, right, and center once a week for the last three years. And I never post about it. So I think uh, if you uh, keep your eye on that LinkedIn feed from me, Kevin George Stafford, because, you know, there's plenty of Kevin Staffords in the world, but not a lot of Kevin Georges. So that's me. That's where to find me. Awesome. Email me if you want to have a conversation. Listen to me on the podcast if you want to hear me talk, which, I mean, if you're still listening, I mean, congratulations and I'm sorry. <laughs> God bless you all. Yes, God bless you, everyone. <laughs> Kevin Stanford, thank you so much for making the time to chat with me today. This has been great. I knew uh, that you would have a lot to say about this because we work together <laughs> and I've got a lot to say about this. And we talked, we talked about this stuff every single day. Um, I'm passionate about it, which is why I started this podcast. I know that you're passionate about it. Um, so again, yeah. Thank you so much. My pleasure. I'll talk uh, to you soon. Yeah. And thank <laughs> you to our viewers and listeners for joining us as well. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. 
Thanks for listening to Authority's Edge with Michael Pacheco. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates, and we'll see you on the next episode. We'll be right back. 